Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning for the fourth time today, Key. Yes, what I would say to that is, ouch. Ouch? Ouch to what Jason Kidd said. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning like, yeah. Uh, sometimes we got to listen to our bosses and trust me. Is he lying? <laughs> like, uh, you probably didn't want to say that. You probably by didn't the way, want to say that. By the way, he's not lying. Although I know, but be you crazy. probably didn't want to say that given the facts that now the NBA has to launch an investigation right. into – you know, yeah, because by the way, there's there's a couple things here. Wait, and w- w- Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter, is with us. Tim, good morning. Howdy, partners. So, what up, Timmy? Tim, there's some stuff like gaming the system. A lot of teams are incentivized to tank based, based on draft status, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a league wide thing. This is a little different, right? Because the Mavericks had a deal um, with the Knicks where it was Chris Dapps, Przingis, Trey Burks, a uh, Burke. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee for DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., a 2021 first-round pick, and here's the key, a 2023 first-round pick, which was top 10 protected. So does it change the calculus for the league in terms of an investigation into the Mavericks that this was not simply, hey, we've incentivized them to tank through the rules of the draft, but that they were tanking based on a deal they made with another team, does that change the ethical considerations for the league? You know what? Honestly, they're not investigating tanking. They're investigating honesty here. Because if you're investigating tanking, I can point you to a whole lot of game films and a whole lot of injury reports around the league. Um, What the Mavericks did was transparent and brazen. And, you know, is there – does it factor in that they were clearly tanking to avoid having to pay off that pick this year? Uh, maybe. I, I, can't, I can't speak for the league, but that's absolutely what happened. I mean, you laid it out. Going into that game Friday night against the Bulls, they were tied for the 10th best lottery odds with the Chicago Bulls. They lost that game, lost again. Well, they're alone at number 10. Doesn't guarantee they'll keep their pick. But being 10 versus 11 – uh, it's like a an eighty percent chance they keep it now versus you know whatever it would have been. I think like a, uh, an eight and a half percent chance that they'd have kept it at eleven. Um, and we'll see. You know, I'll say this: the lottery gods have never smiled on the Mavericks, and I don't know if they if if the gods care about tanking, if they if they care about karma. But literally, the Mavericks have never moved up in a lottery, have moved down at some critical times, including the draft when they ended up tanking. And uh, having to trade back up to get Luca, um, moving down in this instance would be a total, total disaster. Tim, after the Mavs had such great success a year ago, this year not so much success. We just talked. You just talked about no play in, no playoffs, no nothing. And what what do you sense? The feeling, not next season, maybe not even the season after, but maybe twenty twenty five, twenty six, somewhere in there. Luca's long term future with the Mavs? Listen, here's what I reported, and Luca didn't love me reporting this, but this is the fact of the matter. There is significant fear in the organization that if they don't make drastic progress next season, the trade requests could be coming as soon as 2024. And just do the NBA math. You know the NBA listen, you guys follow this league. James Harden, two years out when he made his trade request. 
Anthony Davis, two years out when he made his trade request. I mean, Kevin Durant just screwed the mess up and did it first with four, got it done with three and a half years out. Um, but Luca, is, he's basically got a four-year Supermax deal. I can tell you right now, the same source has said this is common sense. He ain't picking up the player option, right? He's going to get a fat raise no matter what uh, after, after four years. So next summer, he's going to be two years out. You don't want to be in a position where you're two years out with a superstar of that caliber and, you know, you're, you're a mediocre or worse. Like it just, that's common sense. And it's absolutely the thought process uh, of this organization, of this front office is, hey, we've got to get this thing back on the right track and we better do it soon. It's not like there's a guarantee it would be a trade request coming to that point. Luca, I believe him when he says he wants to be in Dallas. He's happy in Dallas, generally enjoys the city, you know, enjoys playing for the Mavericks. Obviously, he was frustrated that this season was so miserable, but I think his, you know, he would love to stay in Dallas long term, but they've got to give him a chance to contend for championships. They're so far away from that right now, and you don't want to fill around and find out. You want to try to get this thing fixed as quickly as possible and give him reason to be confident that uh, they'll put a contender caliber roster around him. Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon, not McMenamin, ESPN NBA Bro, don't reporter. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> NBA reporter joining us this one of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You say give Luka an opportunity, a chance. There was a guy there in Kyrie Irving that they got in the midway point to give him an opportunity, a chance, but Kyrie declined to do exit interviews, so you mm-hmm. really couldn't ask him what he thought about his future. But what is his future in Dallas? Is there an extension on the horizon, or is he just going to say, you know what, I want to look to do something different? Well, there certainly will not be an extension. The question is, will he re-sign in free agency? And just from a, a business perspective, he can get a much larger deal and a longer deal if he waits until free agency. So he has no reason to even consider an extension. That was understood by both sides before that trade was made. Um, you know, Obviously, we wanted to ask him what he thought about potentially staying in Dallas uh, You know, in, in the next season and beyond. He opted not to meet with the media, knowing that was going to be the primary subject uh, of discussion. So, you know, I don't know if silence speaks volumes or there's nothing to be made of it, whatever. It is what it is. He did not want to uh, provide a glimpse into his thought process. Um, I, I do. I think a lot of this could come down to, hey, what's the market for Kyrie Irving this summer? Are the Lakers going to aggressively uh, make a pitch for him, or are they going to look at what they've done this season, we'll see what they do, play in, play off, all that kind of stuff, and, and decide that they would rather keep that core together. We'll see. You know, is, is there going to be another team that's willing to, to put max type of money on the table? And you know what? If there's not, then they'll probably be back in Dallas. If there is, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting. Tim McMahon is giving us the progressive NBA snapshot. Tim, before we move on, um. New York City is the biggest market in the world, in fact. And they haven't won a championship in 50 years. The Knicks haven't. And they haven't even really competed for one in, what, 20, 30 years. If Luka Doncic were a Nick, the day he signed the contract, he's easily the face of the NBA. He's the number one name in basketball at that point. Um, that's never really been an option because it's been so dysfunctional. But now with his former teammate, Jalen Brunson, doing very well there, 
is that a, is that is that becoming a kind of realistic possibility? Like you mentioned, Luca likes Dallas, but is that sort of thing being the guy in the league important to him? Man, you know how mad people are in Dallas at me, and you're trying to get me to put him on another team. You're trying to get me to come on, man. I have to live in Dallas. <laughs> I got people mad enough just reporting not their your reality. Fault. It's not your fault, uh, Tim. No, but like, do you hey, get the sense hey, that he wants to? They're be... mad enough. They're mad enough at me reporting the reality without me speculating. And then you know, oh, ESPN's trying to get him put on the Nick. Da da da. What I'll say is a couple things. Um, Luca's not a. He doesn't love doing media. Luca with the New York media would be absolutely hilarious and fascinating. I don't think he'd enjoy that part of it. Um, but look, ultimately, Luca Doncic wants to win championships. Honestly, like I don't think the whole fame thing is is something that is attractive to him. Like he hopes he sells a lot of shoes, but he doesn't enjoy like the whole like the face of the franchise stuff is a responsibility for him, not a perk. I'll put it to you like that. Um, Now, just in terms of the Knicks, and this is separate from the Luka conversation, perhaps at some point this stuff intersects. Um, But obviously, they've done a a great job getting that thing back to where they're in the middle of these playoff back. Jalen Brunson was a phenomenal signing for them. And uh, anybody who criticized that contract looks like a complete fool now. Um, And the Knicks are, you guys know this, they are loaded up for picks. The Knicks are in a position where they are ready to pounce and cash in on the chaos of another franchise. And, you know, obviously they're going to – they hope that happens to somebody. They hope there's a superstar who shakes loose. They can throw a whole bunch of picks and, and, and whatever else to make a deal happen. Um, and they can get back into contending status real soon. Um, the, the Knicks really are. Leon Rose has put them in prime position to be the team that gets – you know, whatever the next superstar is who who, who wants out. Um, could have been Donovan Mitchell last year. They decided not to go all in. Maybe there's a superstar this summer that's worth that they consider worth going all in on. Tim McMahon, ESPN, NBA reporter, let me just tell you, to make everyone in Dallas feel better, okay? Even if it gets to that point, Dolan will do something to mess it up. You know, he'll do something right before so you can rest easy. He'll do something to mess it up. And 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 you'll you'll keep uh, Luka Doncic. If there's anything if there's anything folks in Dallas can relate to, it's hey, trust me, this high profile owner will find a way to screw it up. And, right. Oh no no. I'm talking about Jerry Jones. Now and right, listen and, and, and listen, Jerry Jones, that's one I've talked to Mark Cuban about this. He's like, why aren't the Mavericks more of a destination? Warm weather, no state income tax. Um, apparently team-friendly mm-hmm. owner who has ne- player-friendly who has nevertheless let Steve Nash and then Jalen Brunson walk at bad times, right? Like for nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but nevertheless, like why? And it seems to be it's a football town, right? Like it, maybe uh, players feel like they're overshadowed by the Cowboys? I, I really don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, look, is it New York or L.A. or Miami in terms of destinations? No. Um but I, I don't think it's being overshadowed by the Cowboys. Honestly, when they were when they were making these great plays for free agents, uh, you know, after their championship run, I think a lot of it was, look, you're you're trying to get guys to come play with Dirk as his twilight was nearing. Like Dirk was deep into his thirties at that point. Um, now they didn't get anybody to play with Luke when they had cap space either. Um, the other thing is, honestly, I don't think a lot of guys were 
were eager to play for Rick Carlisle, who's known for being a, uh, we'll call it demanding Mm -hmm. coach. Uh, Jason Kidd is a guy who has relationships with players throughout the league. You know, Nico Harris, their new GM, who obviously was at Nike for a long time, has relationships with the guys throughout the league. You know, Nico was brought in in large part because of those relationships. So, you know, it's those guys, uh, they've got to work some magic. And unfortunately for them, they've got to work magic without having a whole lot of of, uh, assets to play with. They might have some cap space this summer, but it it won't be like a max type of number. And by the way, the only only way they have cap space is if Kyrie says, "Eh, I'm not coming back. Yeah, they're between a rock and a hard place. Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Okay, appreciate it, fellas. All right, Matt. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use Easy to use. <laughs> Not to muse. That would be something else. To use. But then again, key. who says it's use and not muse, right? Yeah, who? All right. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. How much money is Key giving offensive linemen to commit to USC? That's the question. What? KJM ESPN Radio. The 2023 NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, Key. Yo. What, what's it cost to, to get an offensive lineman at the college level nowadays? Man, I, 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 man, I can't really, you know, I don't. Come on, you're I the guy really making all you, the man, decisions I, over there. What are you talking about? Hey, man, NIL's been in business a couple years now, Max, and, and – uh, the going rate is what a guy's worth. That's what it is. <laughs> See, Key, you got to start a consulting firm for these yeah. uh, coaches and GMs. This is how you it's, answer questions. It's perfectly legal. You know what and, NIL uh, stands for? Not illegal. Not anymore, anyway. Not illegal. Guys, you know, they got a name, they have an image, and they have a likeness. And like Andrew they Voorhees? Should advan- they should take advantage of it at full strength. Like Andrew Voorhees? Yes, like Andrew. USC offensive lineman, NFL draft prospect with us now. Andrew, am I reading this right? You did 38 
bench press reps at the NFL Combine while nursing a torn ACL? Yes, sir. One leg. Uh, incredible, right? Uh, just uh, went out there and, and uh, tried to do the best I could with uh, the situation I was dealing with, right? Torn ACL. Um, but, yeah, I mean, went out there and, and uh, was, was impressed and uh, satisfied with what I was able to do considering the circumstances. You know how strong he has to be, Max, to do that? Imagine if he grabbed you, Max. Just imagine that. What could he do to you? <laughs> the, the key is not letting him grab you. That's the whole key. How's the recovery going? Uh, recovery is going awesome. Surgery went perfectly. So I'm about 10 days out right now and uh, looking forward to, to getting back out there early this fall and, uh, you know, just ready to compete again, right? Drew, you, 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 uh, started 48 out of the 55 career games for us and you obviously showed up well on film and you got an opportunity to be invited to the combine you're coming back off your acl surgery where do you feel your position is in this year's draft that's in fact going to be here in 17 days yeah i don't know uh that it's Something I've always tried to just stay away from, just let the agents, right, they're the experts, just let them deal with it and take care of all that stuff, just have full faith in them. Um, but realistically, who knows, anywhere from a day two to a day three guy, uh, I'm not sure how this injury uh, necessarily will will, uh, will affect my draft stock, but really just at the end of the day, just control what you can control, right? Like this is something that that's out of my control, so... Um, you can spend time worrying about it, or you can just uh, attack the rehab process and just be the best person and, and player that I could be going into this and just put myself in that best position. You're, you're widely known amongst the NFL community as a swing guy, and what that means is you play multiple positions. In fact, you play four along the offensive line in your tenure at USC. How do you think that will uh, ultimately help you at the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more you could do, the better, right? So uh, you've already, uh, you just stated, I played every position so far except for center um, out there at the collegiate level. Um, and I felt like I uh, competed at a high level, really, at, at all of them. So uh, I feel like realistically that I'll be an interior player, um, but have the opportunity, right, to go out and play tackle if need to be, uh, just, right, depending on whatever clubs ask out of me. I'll just confident in my ability and just know I'll be ready whenever I uh, get the opportunity. Talking to Andrew Voorhees, USC offensive lineman, NFL draft prospect. Um, when you survey the landscape in the NFL, do you have, obviously I'd be happy to go to any team, da, 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 but do you see certain spots where you're like, Ooh, if I, if I land there, Oh, that's going to be so good. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's tough, right? Like just the opportunity and dream of a lifetime, right, is, is knocking at the door. So I'd be happy to go anywhere, wherever that is, just uh, go and be the best that I could be, right? I mean, it just like a few teams that come to mind that would just be incredible or like Dallas Cowboys, right, just because of the, the image that that brand holds and just the O-line room and uh, – and the depth that they have. And I mean, you can just go on, right? The list is, I mean, there's 32 teams that you can make an example out of. So um, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm anxious, right? Only got about two and a half weeks here until I find out where I land. And 
Uh, kind of crazy. Andrew, but like the, the reason I ask, obviously there's some brand name teams and everything and a team you grow up rooting for. All, who did you grow up rooting for real quick before I get to the question? Loosely a Rams fan growing up. Got it, got it. So, but, but, and, and, you know, a lot of times you're going to get drafted to a team that has a need, right? That's why they're draft, drafting an offensive lineman. But sometimes a team yeah. will just say, I think that's the best available player and take him. So I imagine as someone who follows the game, you're looking and saying, boy, they have a need right there. Or, boy, that would be a perfect situation where I slot in. Does that happen at all, or is it more just like, the brand of the team or who you rooted for it's just tough right like i, I don't know like i follow yeah I, I mean i see i see what's going on out there but then at the end of the day right like you have no clue like this far out um 32 opportunities right i mean that it, it, it's it's exponential right you can go wherever i mean hmm. again it's just control what you can control right at the end of the day that's just my driving philosophy like going into into all this i mean kind of had success with that going into college football and and i feel like that's something that i can just like rely on right like throughout this whole process as well when you andrew when you look at your tenure at usc you had the opportunity to uh block for four quarterbacks essentially right you jt daniels jackson dart who else am i missing i'm missing uh 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 Sam, five, huh? Because if we talk about, oh, gosh, I go all the way back there. And then Slovis and now Caleb. What's the difference blocking for Caleb than all those other guys? Yeah, Caleb is special, man. I mean, you go back and you watch the film after your game on Saturday, and uh, you're just like, what in the world? Like, he was able to to run around and throw that 40-yard bomb on one leg, like falling backwards. Like you just sort of like how, right. It's just, he's one of those talents that are generational. So he definitely made it easy on us as offensive lineman this last year at USC, um, gave us all the opportunity in the world to, to be successful, whether that was in the air or, or with his feet when he needed to run. Uh, but uh, he's an awesome player. And, and I like to always say that he's an even better person. Andrew Voorhees, ladies and gentlemen, USC offensive lineman, NFL draft prospect. Appreciate your time this morning, Andrew. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Drew. Key, there's no way there are 10 quarterbacks better than Lamar, right? Because according to Jeremy Fowler, NFL executives think there are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, I really feel like the big bombshell today is that Jeremy Fowler came on this program and said this is not from him talking to an executive recently, right? This is what he has gleaned, what he has gathered over Mm -hmm. years talking to executives around the NFL, that the way we perceive Lamar Jackson when healthy – He's got a good argument as the number two guy next to Mahomes. Yeah. And even at any rate, top five, six, you want to say seven. You want to say eight, you're starting to push it. Really, top five to seven on everyone's list. No, not five or six. Ten to 12 is how the executives see him. Fringy top ten type player, just outside the top ten. That's a bombshell to me, Key. But but why do they see him that way? What's the reason? He's never had an ace receiver. What is the reasoning behind it? Or is it that the offense is so bad that they made a decision, okay, we're going to use one of his strengths, which is him running the football, so we're going to line him up in eye formation and toss sweep our quarterback. So, therefore, he's going to become a running back for us because he's actually better than our running backs when he's running the football. We're going to remove throwing the football, even though he threw for 3,500 yards his MVP season. He accounted for over 4,000 yards total offense and however many touchdowns and interceptions. We're going to remove all of that and make him a running back slash quarterback, and that's how we're going to win games. But it's his style of play that has them doing these sort of things to the point where Harbaugh realized, yeah, we probably don't want to continue to do this. We need to find a new offensive coordinator. So he removes Greg Roman of his responsibility and duties, as they like to say. And he brings in somebody else to try to get a more pass-friendly offense because he, too, realizes that we're limiting our quarterback by doing this and we can't win the necessary games by him just dropping back and running the football. So is that Lamar's fault or is that the offense's fault? And as you brought up earlier in the show, not just Jalen Hurts at a key point in his development. Let's go get him A.J. Brown. We'll Absolutely. surround him with an offensive line. Now let's go get him A.J. Brown, see what happens. And it guess Takes what? Off. Dude plays in the Super Bowl. Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen at the right moment in his development. Boom. And you brought it up. You got Kyler Murray. I'm naming the quarterbacks most like Lamar Jackson. You design yeah. runs for him. Kyler Murray, you go get him DeAndre Hopkins. Whether or not it works out, whatever, but that's a, that's a personality thing with Kyler. As a quarterback, it helped no, but him they, develop but, but let me as stop a passer. You, let me stop you in your tracks, though. Yeah. Kyler Murray was cooking. Yeah, right. With DeAndre Hopkins. No doubt. Arizona actually was cooking at the start of the season. And then he got suspended. Their problem, their problem is they always fade toward the middle to the end of the season. Right. And then Kyler Murray gets hurt and da-da-da. But that but it actually worked, worked, in other words. It Absolutely worked. Absolutely, that And then worked. you see other quarterbacks, Joe Burrow. Oh, he needs a left tackle. No, no, no. We're going to draft him, Jamar Chase. Justin Herbert's born into a league. There's Keenan Allen. All these other quarterbacks. The only guy who has never had – apparently the Ravens, we had this stat up earlier, I can't believe it's true, have never had a Pro Bowl receiver. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You got, And so that explains why they may – pay top dollar for Odell Beckham Jr. Here's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, earlier on this very program today. And this is just based on polling a ton of people around the league for years about the quarterback position. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, unquestionably right now top five to six quarterbacks in the league in the eyes of the NFL. 
Lamar Jackson is not that. I'm talking like top five to six. I just, teams don't see him the way the media does. I would say when healthy, I would ha- be forced to put Lamar second to Mahomes. He just wins the most. And But when I factor in isn't everything, including injury. Isn't that the objective of a quarterback? Right, right. They, oh, is it's it, not a quarterback it, stat, wins and losses. Yeah, so when to we hell talk it's about, not. Yeah. So when we talk about Tom Brady, we could apply that to Tom Brady, but we don't apply that to Lamar and other quarterbacks. Lamar Tom Jackson. Win, Tom Brady wins a lot. Yeah. And when Aaron Rodgers don't perform and they don't win, we say, well, Aaron Rodgers can't win the big one. Isn't that what we say? No, what we I say mean, is like, Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams, had to break in some rookie receivers, and had a QBR under 40 this year and didn't yeah. make the playoffs. That's and what we say. And didn't win. And did not win. And didn't win. Lamar, no matter what he is, he's, all he does is win. So I would say I have Lamar when healthy. By the way, this is not a, a style preference. For me, I have favorites ahead of Lamar. But if you yeah. have to force me to pick who is the best, I would say Mahomes won. Lamar, too, went healthy, just based on the record. And if you make me factor in everything, including recent injury, I would have Lamar sixth behind, behind right ahead of Aaron Rodgers and right behind Josh Allen. And, and, and that's okay, right? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I, the way I've learned under very, very prominent people, both in college and in the National Football League, on their list of what quarterbacks should do, there's win. two things. One is win. Number two is get your team into the end zone. That's your; those are your responsibilities. Pretty good at that. He's pretty damn good at pretty that. Pretty good at that. So I don't understand when a guy can account for over four thousand yards, whether it's on the ground or in the air, or, or, or like you would say, a hundred yards on the ground, a hundred yards in the air, in a touchdown, and they win. Why is that a problem? Wait a minute, he ran it in. You know what? Eh, let's give him four points, not six. Yeah, we'll give him six. We'll give him four points for that. And so if this is not on Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy did not. Jeremy's yeah. relaying the information that his, his information that he gets by doing his job the way he does it, which is a fine job. He's just letting us know why these things are coming up and why people feel a certain way amongst the league about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And, and I have pushback on that because I say to myself, Max, that's not true. Right. What the hell are these individuals watching and looking at? You know, I remember one of my good friends, in Bill Polian, good friend, learned a lot from Bill at his time at ESPN working with me. I remember when Bill said that Lamar probably should try another position. And it's okay to get it wrong. This is not to beat Bill up. Bill's in the Hall of Fame. He, he's forgot more football than I would ever know. But at the same time, he got this one wrong. And, and so when I hear these other executives, well, you know, he's – He's not. He's probably at 13th or he's probably this. It's like, what are you watching? Like, what are you looking at? I don't get it. By the way, to clarify, they've never had a Pro Bowl receiver, uh, a Pro Bowl wide receiver go on to make the Pro Bowl for them. But that's the same thing. In other words, there's never what? been a receiver. Not, like, it's not that they've never had a receiver on the team who's never made a Pro Bowl. They've had plenty of receivers on the team who at some point in their career made a Pro Bowl, Absolutely. just not for the Ravens. But, well, yeah, yeah. But, but, like, that's but amazing But for the Ravens me. don't sound right. That's am- I think I just made a Pro Bowl, Key. How, like, everyone makes the Pro Bowl. How, how, the Ravens have never – that's incredible. But it tells See, you like wh- what they're Smith focused made on. It, but I could be – Wrong. I thought Steve Smith made it a couple But not times. for them, apparently. All right, no, look. no, for them. 888-SAY-ESPN. 729-3776. You 
are going to get to weigh in on Lamar coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Key people want to react to what Jeremy Fowler had to say earlier in the show. That from talking to people around the NFL for years, around the league, among executives, Lamar Jackson is not considered a top five to six quarterback as he is by people like us in the media, but more like a 10 to 12 quarterback, a guy just outside maybe the top 10. And maybe that's why he's not getting offers like the 230 million fully guaranteed for Deshaun. People want to talk about outside the top 10 though. Okay. So let's say he's not six. So who's, so let's say he's seven, eight, nine. I mean, he's, I don't think you can drop him as low as nine. No, but wait, hold on. If he's not in the top six and we go seven, eight, nine, 10, who's in front of him if he's 11 or 12? Like, what the hell? You want to put, if you want to jump a guy like Terrence, like like Trevor Lawrence because of how good he looked toward, like, let's say someone has Trevor Lawrence. I think, like, I could see someone doing that. I can't see Kyler Murray. I can't see who Derek Carr. I can't see Dak Prescott. I guess someone could have Dak Prescott. I wouldn't. To me, that's a qualitative difference. You'd much rather have Lamar. I just don't get it, though, but that's just me. Jules in Chicago. You're on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, I uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I've talked to you many times before. This Lamar Jackson thing I really can't get with because um, he definitely is best. He's, he's definitely top six. Outside of the top four in the AFC, obviously Josh Allen, uh, you know, you got Mahomes, and then maybe two in the NFC. Like what? Who? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and 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 Jalen Hurts. Other than that, I mean, he's got to be up there. Yeah. I don't get. I'm, and I know what I'm, I'm with you, Key. Uh, it wasn't Jeremy Fowler. You know what I no, mean? No, it's he's not just Jeremy. It's not pundits. Jeremy at all. Yeah, he's just giving us the information that he gathers because he does a hell of a job, and so he's just telling us what people have said over the last several years about Lamar. But what I what I what I'd say is in this situation, Max. You just detract some of these other receivers from some of these other teams and give, put him in that place. Put him in Buffalo. Remove Josh Allen from Buffalo and drop him in Buffalo with Stephon Diggs. I think they're better. What would it look like? I think that's all I'm saying. So, nothing against Josh Allen is going to be a legend, but I I think he's going to be a great, he's in the Hall of Fame. I think Lamar's better. If you – nothing against Joe Burrow, but take Joe Burrow offices of that. No, no, chill. Joe Burrow's no, that dude. No, but I'm just saying. Just take him and give him T. Higgins and give him oh, yeah, Boyd yeah, yeah, yeah. and give him Chase. Well, I don't know. Check this out, Key. They played each other this season. Lamar's team was hurt. He outplayed Burrow in the fourth quarter, and the Ravens that's won. All, that's all I'm saying. So when you have people saying, oh, Keyshawn's out of his mind. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, what are you yeah. talking Still, about? I'm taking Joe Burrow, man. If you drop Lamar with 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 Tyreek Hill 
in in Jalen Waddle and what they Oof. do in oh. Miami. Oh, if they what does went that to look Miami. like? If Lamar went to Miami, they what really good chance da- they win the da- Super Bowl. Da- damn Miami. What if you dropped him in Tampa Bay? Yeah. Mike Evans? No, nah. in- no, nah, nah, you lost me on Tampa. <laughs> Not anymore. Mike a little Evans creepy. and company? No, like, right, yeah, he'd have them competing. He would have them competing. Man, Mike Evans would be clearly the best receiver ever that Lamar seen. <laughs> no, ever. easy. Easy. All right, hold on, Key. I'm looking at names. That's interesting what you brought up before. So here, let's talk about guys who you could possibly rank ahead of Lamar, okay? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Of course. Josh Allen. If you want to. Jalen Hurts. If you want to. You, okay, you can't take Goff. You can't take Daniel Jones. You can't take Geno Smith. I'm just going down a QBR list. Could you take Tua when he's healthy? I'm not taking Tua. I don't Lamar. think you can. No. All right. Tua, Tua had a nice little seven-game stretch that was cute. Can you take Brissett? No. No. You can take Burrow. You can take Herbert. You can take I, that. I'm just saying, I Keith, I'm not. I, I, I get it. As much well, no, as no, no, I like Herbert. But I get it. But I'm saying like someone Herbert, else could, not, and you're not going to bite their head off, right? Yeah, but if someone else takes Herbert, you're like, okay, I get it, right? Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. what you like. Could, what about, what about uh, Mariota? No, boy, stop. Right. Dak Prescott, I could see it. I would disagree with the person, but I would say, okay, you're not from I another probably, planet. I probably wouldn't only because at times Dak has been a little inconsistent for me Agreed, when you compare but him to Lamar. Me neither. I'm taking Lamar over Dak seven days a week. But if someone else, t- you can construct at least an yeah, argument. Yeah, if, if, if they came to the game with Dak, I'm going to still be Trevor like, Lawrence, my defense better come to play. Trevor Lawrence, too, too, too soon, but I can small. understand if someone has him. I can't understand. I no, can't I understand Mario. I can't understand Jimmy G, Justin Fields, Kyler no, Murray. no. Uh, uh, Stafford. No. But Stafford did win a Super Bowl recently if he's healthy. Uh, look. My point no. is, even if you take no. Stafford, you got him at nine. You're not taking Kirk Cousins. You're not th- – who else? Aaron Rodgers? Even if you took yeah, Rodgers, you got I'm him take, at ten. Yeah, I'm going to take Rodgers. Right. So like, the worst you just, could have just, Lamar Jackson. Rodgers just something about the yeah, okay, the I get stuff it. just look right. I get it. If you take everyone you could possibly take, Dak Prescott, whoever you – over Lamar, you got him at 10. I can't see how he's dropped out of the top 10. I would have him when healthy, too, because he wins every game he plays. I'd have hey, Mahomes man. and then him. I told you a minute ago, there's two things that I need my quarterback to do. I need him to win football games and yeah. get my team into the end zone. Right, Outside period. of that, I don't, need, I don't need him to be a celebrity quarterback. I don't need flash. All I need is those two things. If you get my team in the end zone, because that's your job, and on top of that, we win, we good. Jason in Louisville. Jason in Louisville, I have a feeling this might be pro Lamar. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, yeah. It's pro Lamar. Louisville. He is the top five quarterback, and the narrative around his name has changed. In the beginning of Patrick Mahomes' career, we pitted Lamar up against Patrick Mahomes. Now it's Burrow. He has to rewrite the narrative around his name. Mm -hmm. Stay with Baltimore. It's not a relationship anymore, it's a one night stand. Stay with Baltimore, <laughs> rewrite the narrative, and even if you win the Super Bowl, still leave Baltimore. Yeah, Do yeah, not no, stay Jason with that organization, right. but he has to rewrite the narrative around his yeah. name. It's not the no, same right. anymore. Well, no, I mean, the problem right. is he never the, popped the him in the playoffs. That's no, the but, the, but, but, the, but, uh, but the name, the narrative, the name, see, he, it was a love fest. And you got to understand the league. You got to understand how these things work. It was a love fest. Oh, can he win a playoff game? 
where he won a playoff game. Then it became about the contract and the money. In the moment that he didn't succumb to falling in line and doing a contract that he did not want or he felt it was less than his value, now all of a sudden all this sort of he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't do this, he can't just pops up. All of a sudden, it just keeps popping up. Oh, what type of play? He's always hurt. He's all. It's amazing how the narrative shifts when you don't fall in line and do what they want you to do, Max. I hear that. Let's take another one. Grant, New Jersey. You're on KJM. You got about 30 seconds, Grant. Yeah, I ate up a lot. So, gentlemen, uh, uh, you got me. All, you got me on a sidetrack because we talk, start talking about Embiid. I think he's the biggest, baddest man in the NBA. Block shots, just causing disruption at the defensive end of it. All right, you know what, Drop Grant, hold on. Grant, Grant, stop it, stop it. We're talking Lamar Jackson. You're calling up about Embiid. We haven't even really been fault. on him today. But it ain't his no, fault. It, it is his the fault. The took the call. Yeah, but you know what they? You know what he said? He said he was going to talk about Lamar. I'm reading it right here on the screen. And so then he, he tried to do out. the Yoki. He tried to hit us with the Yoki. Play dope. action. Hey, he play action. He play actioned us, us, man. He pump faked him. With yeah, we went for it. We bit. We bit <laughs> defense. We got to have gap discipline. Come on now, Yates. Now y'all got to sniff that one out. Come on now. They running right at you. I can't do nothing about that one, man. The man said Lamar yeah, he sold it. to go into he MB, sold but, uh You got 10 seconds. So. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. We're good. I have a feeling we'll have much more on Lamar tomorrow. Super Greeny is coming up. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 